It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh. Every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet. And you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. And today is also a good time to remind you about Locked On today. Every major sports story you need to know about in under 20 minutes. And guess what? I'm hosting it. So come check us out on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. It is the night before the draft. And I even had someone <laughs> send me, longtime listener of the show and follower of mine, send me a, a pretty great uh, night before draft miss. A uh, little little fake poem, which was great. I guess it's a real poem because it actually exists. But it's a, a takeoff on the night before Christmas, obviously. And that's how it feels. We try and figure out. We get excited what the presents are going to be. And sometimes you get socks. And sometimes you get that uh, toy car that you were looking for. And then play with it for five minutes. And put it away and never play with it again, as I did uh, when I finally got the the toy car that I had been asking for uh, for a year. Uh, we are going to spend time today talking about the perfect player at every draft spot. We're going to do our full mock tomorrow uh, and get you ready for the NFL draft, in part because that mock is going to be both predictive and uh, prescriptive. So I will let you know who I think the top players in the draft are, the guys that I think should go, and that'll be part of the, the, the deal tomorrow. Let's talk about ideal situations, the perfect Packers draft, and that is staying in the realm of possibilities, the things that they are likely to do. So let's start with goals, right? You can't you can't have an idealized version of something without first setting the rules of play. So what makes an ideal draft? So for me, I think I want to take into account all of the things that we've talked about over the last few weeks about uh, Packers type, about uh, historical precedent and and where you are likely to find players. I want to take into account the shape of this draft and I want to take into account this team. Uh, all of those factors are important here. So for me, I want to prioritize tackle, corner, and receiver. If I can, that's where I want my first three players to come off the board. But look, 
it's not a perfect world in, in the real world, but this is the ideal draft. So that's how we're framing it. The board can fall in weird ways and that's okay. So I've gone back and forth on this a lot. And I think you could, you could make a, con- a convincing case to me that the Packers needed to draft or would be smart to draft a tackle in the first round, that that makes the most sense. And I think you could make a compelling case that taking a cornerback with the first pick is the prudent thing to do. It is the wisest thing to do based on all of these factors. When I look at this team and I look at this draft, I think the player who can come in and impact this team the most is a receiver who can play right away in a specific role and who could develop into something more. And to me, there are two players who fit this bill. Elijah Moore from Ole Miss is the perfect kind of guy to come in and and in year one give you the gadget stuff, the jet sweeps, the motion stuff, screens, uh, slants. And some down the field ability as well. He, he's a four three forty kind of guy, but I think eventually he profile he could be Brandon Cooks, without the injury issues you hope. And and that guy, by the way, was a thousand yard receiver and was twice traded for first round picks. A really good, really valuable player. To me, I think he's going to go too early. Although there is a lot of smoke about more and the Packers out there right now. Every plugged in guy, it seems like reporter out there that does a mock. Um, has him to Green Bay. Um, you know, Peter Schrager has him. Albert Breer has him. There's there's a lot of smart, connected people who are who are connecting those dots. I think when you look at what the NFL feels about these guys, uh, Bob McGinn has Elijah Moore. His scouts, his personnel people have Elijah Moore receiver four. Jeff Legwold, who's a very connected ESPN NFL draft guy and, and longtime NFL writer, he has. Elijah Moore ahead of Rashad Bateman. Daniel Jeremiah has Bateman in the mid to late 40s. Bateman is the guy to me because for Green Bay, he fits the size. He's got the athleticism. He hits all the statistical markers that I care about. And I I think Green Bay is, is really interested. They brought a huge contingent of people to the Minnesota Pro Day. There is actually a connection between the Packers front office. Milt Hendrickson's younger brother is the director of player personnel at Minnesota. So they have an inside line here. And Rashad Bateman could come in right away. He is a pro-ready player who could come in and give this offense a real lift. I think he could have not, you know, not that I'm going to predict he's going to have the best rookie season that any you know receiver has had since Randy Moss. I think he could come in and especially in this offense, have a Justin Jefferson like impact now, probably in less reps because they still like Alan Lazard. They still like MVS, but he could come in and by the end of the season, he could have a Debo Samuel like arc in that, you know, first couple months he's figuring it out. And then by December, January, he is the clear second receiver on the team and is making plays in big moments. I have the backup option. I wrote about this wrapping packing company if you want to follow along. The backup option I have here is Tevin Jenkins, offensive tackle from Oklahoma State. I just don't think the corner board is going to fall in their favor. I just don't think Greg Newsom is going to be there. I think he could go as high as 20 or maybe even earlier. And that's going to make it really difficult for Green Bay to justify moving up to get someone like this, especially given the, the quality of players that could be there on day two 
And that leads me to 62. He fought to Meli Fonwu. You guys know how I feel about Meli. And the thing is, the league does not seem to agree. Matt Miller, you know, formerly of, of Bleacher Report, now doing some work at ESPN and has his own site, has said he couldn't find a team that had him in the, in the top two rounds. Well, the end of the second then makes him the perfect player. I think he could play some nickel safety early if they wanted him to and could eventually take over for Kevin King. I love this. I love this. Um, and I, I, if you're the Packers, I think you can feel good that at the end of the second, you could get a really good football player at corner if you wanted one. I think Paulson Adebo could still be on the board. Maybe Javon Holland is on the board. There are a lot of defensive backs on day two. If you're sitting there at 62, I'm going to be honest. I know Diami Brown is a very popular Packers pick. I'm just not that into it for Green Bay. Uh, most of what he does is run really fast in a straight line. Most of what he, he does his damage on is go routes. And the Packers have receivers who can get open down the field. MVS is really fast and has drop issues. Diami Brown is really fast and has drop issues. A lot of this offense schemes you free down the field. So you don't you don't necessarily need someone who that that's their specialty. And I don't know that he's, you know, special after the catch. I think Rashad Bateman is. And I think Rashad Bateman is like that quarterback who can, you know, he, he can be like the guy who can create outside of structure. He can he can be great when you get him opportunities in space, but also he can create those opportunities for himself. Backup option here. I have Paulson Adebo, the corner from Stanford. I like that match as well for all the same reasons I like it with Melifonwu. At 92, this is another reason to eschew tackle at the top of the draft. At 92, I think I can get Brady Christensen, the offensive lineman from BYU. And I say offensive lineman because he's got short arms, 32 and a quarter inch, I believe. And you want to be at least 33. That's, and ideally 34 plus. That is short. He's got short arms. And so maybe he's guard. Who cares? You, you you let him sink or swim and tackle. And if he can't do it, then he's a guard. And he's a, he could be a guard all day. He's a really, really good football player. And yes, he's older. But Elton Jenkins was older. At offensive line, I care a little bit less. And especially at positions where you're going, okay, well, I, I still need to see them fill out a little bit. Or I see, need to see the athletic talent. No. He ran 4.9 at 6.5 and a quarter, 3.02. He had the best broad jump ever by an offensive lineman. He is an explosive, dynamic, athletic offensive lineman who, unlike someone like Jason Spriggs, is already really good. He's already really, really good. And, you know, you might want to ding him a little for um, the length and the age. That would be the only reason he would make it here. I I love this, and, and my backup option here is Milton Williams, defensive lineman from Louisiana Tech. I would be just as happy to get Milton Williams. I think his upside as a pass rusher, you know, he played plenty of defensive end at Louisiana Tech. I think he could be a five-tech for the Packers, can slide inside and rush the passer. Rush the passer. Um, my affection for him is, is well-documented and well-known, but ideally, you're coming out of the first three rounds with a receiver, a corner, and a tackle. And in this scenario, they're able to do exactly that.
Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Nile and their special 1010 capsule collection of diamond rings. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy to that special person's life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, for Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into that special person's life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the word 10 by 10. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring that they'll treasure forever, then you're going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so go now and search the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC because they're offering a free bottle. That's free bottle to all football fans in America. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics, Total T. Text DRAFT to 231231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels to increase energy and lean muscle mass. Plus, text now and they'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you get back in shape. Absolutely free. Just text DRAFT to 231231. That's DRAFT to 231231. There's a reason Eugenics has been the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC for years. It works. Don't miss out on free. All right, so now we're on to day three. And part of this is just throwing darts. Part of this is trying to fill some holes because you can still get some good players. You can still get some quality players on day three of the draft. The draft is really three rounds if you want to expand it to four, there you know there's a decent hit rate in the fourth round. After that, it's lottery tickets. So at 135, I have Ambry Thomas, the corner from Michigan. We've talked a lot about him. He has been the guy that I want to take at 135 every single time. I don't know if he's going to last to 135. Um, you know, Robert Rochelle would would work here as well from Central Arkansas. Get a developmental corner. You have someone at like Melifonwu, but beyond this season, I mean beyond this season. Green Bay has Jair Alexander for sure. After that, we don't know if any of these other guys can play. Kevin King's not going to be on the roster. We know that. Shannon Sullivan has to earn his way back onto the roster and, and will have to get money. He'll have to get a contract. Um, Josh Jackson, don't know. Kadar Holman, don't know. Stanford Samuel, don't know. So you really need to double dip here. And someone like Thomas, I think, could give you um, punt returner juice. He's a very good returner. He's a very good athlete. He's got good size. I think he can play zone or man. And now he's pushing guys for roster spots. I think had he gone back to school, had he played, he went back to school, but had he not opted out. And again, I don't begrudge anyone for opting out, although I do think NFL teams are going to hold it against some of these players. If he had gone back and had the same sort of season in 2020 that he had in 2019, I think he is a day two pick all day. Just from a pedigree standpoint and experience standpoint, he probably gets a little bit better with his technique. You see more tape of him going going up against the top receivers. And I think that pushes him up a little bit, assuming he, he maintains that level of play. Getting a developmental corner here is just, um, it, it is something that they can do because of the depth in this class. 
And there are a lot of guys on day three who fit their athletic profile who they could snag in this scenario. Caden Stearns, a safety from Texas, I think also an option at 135 in terms of the ideal scenario. And just a couple picks later now, just a couple picks later at 142, I have Jalen Darden. And I know they got a receiver already, but he's not going to play the Tyler Irvin role. He's not going to do the jet sweeps. You could run end arounds with Rashad Bateman. I mean, I think he proved he's fast enough that with the ball in his hands, he can be dynamic. But you still don't have a guy who's ideally suited to that role. In a lot of plays, Tyler Irvin's really sole purpose was to run the jet motion and then be an outlet. And you don't want Rashad Bateman doing that. And you don't want MVS doing that. And it's not going to be on Lazard's job. So you don't really have a guy on the team who can do that now. Is there going to be times where you're going to have Aaron Jones lined up in the slot and A.J. Dillon in the backfield and you're going to run Aaron Jones in jet motion? They did it against the 49ers. I loved it. I would love to see more of that. I think that this 21 personnel with with A.J. Dillon and, and Aaron Jones is going to be a big part of the offense moving forward. But when you can play an 11 personnel with three receivers and you can have Devontae Adams out wide, you can have MVS or Alan Lazard, and then you can have someone like Darden who is now a real threat, a real threat, not just with the ball in his hands on jet sweeps. I don't think Tyler Irvin was as dynamic um, with the ball in his hands as someone like Darden could be. Uh, You have so many more options. I think that jet becomes more dangerous. You can do more interesting ends or end arounds become more dangerous. I just think Irvin was that first step explosive quickness, but he wasn't a great route runner. He didn't have terrific hands. It's why Green Bay let him walk. They realized they needed to upgrade that position, and I think they could actually use real draft capital to do that. The other option here, and it's an option I really like, is Bobby Brown um, from Texas A&M. They're gonna they're gonna need to add to the defensive line in this draft, and you know they they have some holes there. Maybe you can just keep Dean Lowry, and you're fine. Kingsley Kiki comes back. You have Kenny Clark, but they need some help. They need some depth, and you can find guys like that. I mean, you can you can always call Snacks Harrison, come back, and, and play a little bit bigger role for, for the team this upcoming season. But I think the, the opportunity to get a playmaker like Darden is too good to pass up here. At 173, I have James Wiggins, the safety from Cincinnati. I think they would like to get a third safety. And in this case, you know, maybe Meli Fonwu is that third safety in the short term. You know, as a rookie, he can play some nickel, can play in the box. He's a very good tackler, very smart player, versatile. But Wiggins is a true safety. He's an outstanding athlete, a physical tackler, and he has playmaking skills, interceptions. Um, he has an injury history. That's really the only reason that that he's sitting here at 173. He'd probably be, you know, a top 100 type player. And some people think he still is. Um, he is also a little bit older. But again, you don't worry about an older prospect if they are already a killer athlete. What you worry about is an older prospect who needs polish or needs to grow physically. You worry about the development. Well, Wiggins is gonna would come in in this scenario anyway and play a role. He would come in and just sort of, you know, he's your third safety. He can play in the box. He can play deep. And, and worst case scenario, he's a special teams player with outstanding athleticism. Sounds good to me. I, I like to pair these because, you know, if at 142 you take Bobby Brown and, you know, let's say they take Jalen Darden at 135 and then you get Bobby Brown at 142. At 173, you could take Marco Wilson. That's your developmental corner from Florida. See, there's a deep group of these developmental corners. 
And that's what I really like about this draft. It is so uh, freeing for the Packers to be in a position where they can just let it come to them in that way. And even if they have to trade up a couple spots for Melly, I would do that. If they have to trade up a couple spots to get Darden or get Thomas, they can do that. They don't feel the need. They don't have to feel the need to go way up to get somebody because there's going to be someone if they just sit and stay where they are, there's probably going to be someone that they can use. At 178, I have Demetric Felton just because I have to. I have to. I just think he's such a great fit. And yes, they they get their their jet man in Jalen Darden in this scenario. But I think Felton can be running back three. You can use him with Dylan on the field in a lot of the same ways you can use Aaron Jones. That little orbit motion, the swing motions, um, screens, slants. He can actually split out and run routes and and basically give you you know what Matt LaFleur wanted Deion Lewis to be in Tennessee. I love it. I love the fit. Maybe it's Shavian Hawkins, who's a little bit better athlete. No, he's a lot better athlete, at least uh, by testing numbers. And I just, I, I, I love the fit. You guys know I love the fit. I'm a broken record on this. You're going to be happy when the draft comes and goes. So we don't have to talk about him anymore, assuming he doesn't get picked by Green Bay. But if he does, get ready. Because I'm going to be leading the hype train. Um, at 2.14, I have Sidarius Hutcherson, the interior offensive lineman from South Carolina. Um, he is huge. He moves well, and he needs a lot of work. I mean, what else do I need to say about that? You are trying to just add to the interior of your offensive line. You, you like what you have in John Runyon Jr. You like what you have in Lucas Patrick. Beyond that, we have no idea if Steven Stepanek can play. We have no idea if Jake Hansen can play. So just just add some big bodies in there. Let Adam Stenovich coach them up and see if you can manufacture something. This is this has been a team who, going back to Mike McCarthy and James Campen, have found ways to take players and improve them. Um, and this is also a, a coaching staff that over the last few years, you know, they've maximized Elton Jenkins. They've gotten good production out of an offensive line last year that was shuffled and moved and guys playing multiple positions. And it takes good coaching to cross-train those offensive linemen. And it takes good scouting to find those guys, the kinds of players who can come in and be cross-trained. It's not easy to just say, okay, this week I'm a guard, next week I'm a tackle. Or in Elton Jenkins' case, this week I'm a tackle, next week I'm a guard, and in two weeks I'm going to be a center. That's not easy to find. So you have to find players who are not only athletically versatile, who are scheme versatile to some degree, but who are smart enough and adaptable enough to make those sort of transitions. At 220, speaking of adaptable, Jonathan Marshall from from Arkansas. He is my day three defensive line target. Um, I, he is someone who started his career as a sub-package uh, pass rusher, so he has that juice, but is someone who, with that athletic potential, just never fully realized it. And I think in Green Bay, you get to work with Kenny Clark. Um, you know, I, I think the, the Packers, their defensive line staff, Jerry Montgomery, is a very respected defensive line coach. Uh, I, I think you could you could get the best out of someone like Marshall, and if you're not going to get someone sooner, this is the guy that I'd be that I'd be looking at. I, I still like Bobby Brown. I still really like Milton Williams, but these three are my guys. They're, these three are my guys in the defensive line. If if they pick anyone else, I'm just going to be a little underwhelmed at the defensive line position because I just don't like them as much as these guys. Lastly, 256, Felipe Franks, quarterback from Arkansas. 
And I joked in the piece that it's, you know, a Tim Boyle replacement, you laser show. But we talked on this show a week or so ago about the not need, but the potential opportunity to get a developmental player on on day three, late on day three. And, you know, my my colleague at Acme Packing Company, Paul Noonan, um, he he digs into a lot of the advanced numbers and and they actually like Franks a lot more than the consensus around where he's going to be drafted. It sounds like, um, you know, he's going to be a, a sort of late day three priority undrafted free agent type and that maybe he should be more like a, an early day three kind of prospect, former, you know, you know, top recruit. Um, big arm, massive guy, strong um, with the frame. You think he can hold up. He's got a lot to learn and he, he does need some development, but who cares? It's the end of the seventh round. So, you know, you're, you're just, it's more than a dart throw in this case. It's just, it's a lawn dart throw, um, except it's not as dangerous because if it doesn't work out, who cares? And it doesn't, it poses no threat to, to Jordan Love. He is someone who is not going to come in, presumably, and outshine Jordan Love. And if he did, look, then you screwed up the Jordan Love pick. So you can't be afraid of that happening because if it happens, you you made a mistake. And and frankly, you'd rather know now that you made that mistake than in a year or two when you're going, yeah, but I think maybe. And, and you're trying to figure out what to do with Aaron Rodgers. No, you can't do that. You just can't do that. So... You can't be afraid to make a move like this and go, oh, well, but no, bring the guy in, see if he can play, see if he can develop. And, you know, you you get him on the practice squad and you get a full season, get him to learn the offense. And in a year or two, maybe you actually have a useful backup quarterback or someone that you can trade. You know, this is this is something that Ron Wolf did all the time. Just keep taking him, try and develop him, get him in your offense. And, And by the way, the whole league is playing this offense now. I mean, the whole league. Is, is running this Shanahan tree outside zone play action scheme. So in a year or two, if he shows out in the preseason, and let's say Jordan Love is also playing well enough, um, then maybe you have a, a, you know a trade opportunity. Probably not high you know high draft capital, but maybe you you can get some value for someone like that down the road. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action. At Bet Online. This week has tons of sports action on the go as the NFL draft is on. The Kentucky Derby is back as the first leg of the Triple Crown begins in Kentucky. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and of course, UFC, MMA. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. And check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Go to the website or use your mobile device and sign up today to get a 50% welcome bonus when you use the promo code Locked On. That's right. You put money in, use the promo code, and they will match that first deposit up to 50% because BetOnline is your online sportsbook experts. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. The protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's almost swimsuit season. And that means trying to get back into shape a little bit. And if you're like me, coming out of a COVID fog over the last year means you're not exactly eating the best. You're not exactly working out as often as maybe you should or maybe you want to. 
Well, we can help with at least one of those things with Built Bar because it truly is the best tasting protein bar ever with flavors like salted caramel, double chocolate, peanut butter, brownie, cookies and cream. All these bars are covered in 100% chocolate. And by some witchcraft, by some form of magic, they're able to make them taste delicious and yet still be low calorie, low sugar, high protein and high Fiber. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. And tomorrow's it. Tomorrow's the day. So we will go over our mock drafts. We will prepare you with all of the latest uh, news, info, everything that we have up to date at that moment. Um, some of it will be outdated, you know, within an hour of you listening to it, but it'll still be fun. I think the mock draft part of it is still going to be the most interesting thing that we do. So be sure to check that out. And of course, live Live on Twitter after the first round to talk about what the Packers did. We'll be, we will be live on Twitter after the second and third rounds on Friday night to talk about what the Packers did. And we will be, no, we won't be live on Saturday. <laughs> we'll be back on the following Monday to talk about the whole draft, wrap it up, talk about what was said about those picks and figure out where the Packers go from here. Tomorrow, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft live, get inside and analysis from our Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft April 29th through May 1st. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked On Packers fan hotline, you can do that 920-341-3775 to stay Locked On Packers.